Alrighty, lovely people, welcome back. This is episode nine of Build Your Instincts by David Crane and Lachlan Simpson. In this episode, we are talking about goal setting. Goal setting is such a massive topic in the fitness and health market, and we feel like it's a skill that is really important to build. It's not usually something people are immediately really good at. Uh, so in this episode, we kind of dive into how you can build that skill of goal setting and kind of how we would set up a goal setting process with our clients and with ourselves. Goal setting, I think, works really well if you are in touch with the micro picture. So that's like the day-to-day actionable stuff and also with the macro picture. So like the big stuff and what you really want to get out of your life. And we also talk about how you can use performance goals to shape the person you want to become. So who are you becoming through chasing these, you know, perhaps arbitrary numbers in the gym? Um, what kind of person, what kind of things are you, you know, doing to be able to attain those goals? And I think that's a really important thing to touch on as well. We also talk about why we think motivation is a pretty terrible proxy for long-term progress and also how to keep the fire in your goals when things don't go to plan, uh, which we've all been there. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review or rating on either Apple or Spotify, and you can reach out via Instagram. Our handles are in the show notes, or you can hit us up at instinct-coaching.com. Enjoy the episode, guys. This is the Build Your Instincts podcast with David Crane and Lachlan Simpson. I feel like a good jump off point for this is maybe how we both approach goal setting. Because I think like we're both pretty process orientated, but I think it's important to sort of think about like what that actually means. Um, The process that we kind of have that I think it's common is um, common between us rather is like we're both very in depth with how we set up goal setting with our clients and it's probably a bit of a slow process than just like a real black and white, like what's your goals? This is what we're going to do kind of thing. But we do really dive into the why behind it, try and add layers of intention into that so that it's just more resilient against um, things that come up that are going to derail your goals, right? Mm Because I think if it's just really like, okay, I want to lose weight or whatever, sweet, let's get you on a program that's like steps every day or whatever, like, that's just very like that might be a goal, but there's there's very little substance behind it. And then as soon as work gets busy or other shit in your life gets busy, that just falls off, kind of thing. So mm. yeah, I think that's important. But yeah, do you have anything like how do you sort of approach goal setting with your clients? Like, is it a particular process, or is it just sort of like see where the individuals at and kind of go from there? Seeing where the individuals at has been what I've found to flow most naturally i think the process of goal setting can be quite long for some people and i can definitely empathize with that choosing to do a particular thing or to point the arrow in a certain direction if you're not um say in a particular sport or you don't have like a season structure it can be quite challenging for people um particularly when there's so many options of how you could orientate your training or how you could orientate your your physical capacity um so i think i, th- I kind of see it as like a an ongoing as you said before process of evaluating what the why is and over time that becomes clearer and clearer but generally it will look like yeah like some form of self-reflection process to to kind of kick start that um decision of what the goal is yeah 100 percent 
I think when someone comes to us and they're like, um, you know, I want to have, I want this particular thing, whether it's like really high performance in their sport or maybe it's like a really high weightlifting metric and relative to where they're at or whatever, it's always, and then they sort of say that and then it's like a bit of a recoil sometimes where they're like, oh, but, you know, that's like the end goal or whatever and like that's the big goal and, you know, I've got these other little goals along the way. So I think with goal setting, like a thing that I've found, like it is really a skill. I think that's a really important thing to remember is like if you're not very good at setting goals or you don't really know how to set goals, like just practice figuring out and even just like writing down what you want or like whether it's training or like, you know, in your career or just even just personally, like just practice going through the process of like, okay, what do I want to get out of my life or out of training? How am I going to get it? Like just start to have that sort of um, process of, of looking at what you're doing and, and having that awareness to know where to start to move the needle. And obviously with a coach, that's much easier, right? Because they're helping you like facilitate that process, but it is a, it is a skill. And I think, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, well, I don't really have any goals, whatever. That's not a bad thing either, but just realize that like, it is a, is it, it is a thing that like a lot of what we see, it's not abundantly clear straight away Mm. with what someone wants most of the time. And how we're going to do it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rare that someone comes to you and they know exactly what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's like they know what the bigger picture is. Mm. Um, like I like to set up this sort of concept of like, okay, um, you know, we sort of go through like I've got a bunch of questions here, which I'll kind of run through that like some of the common stuff I ask people when I'm sitting down with a consultation with them. But I like sort of setting up this micro picture and this macro picture. So what's the, you know, what are your main sort of training priorities at the moment? Okay, cool. It's, you know, getting a good muscle up, um, improving your snatch, running, improving running capacity, whatever. And then it's like, we sort of go through, okay, like what sort of stuff have you tried to improve that? What hasn't worked? You know, just have a bit of an idea of how they've maybe tried to carve their path to get to those goals in the past or like what their thought process is around how they problem solve with, with goal, you know, to get to the goal kind of thing. But then it's always like we zoom out a bit and okay, like what's the bigger picture for you? Like what's the, you know, what's the overarching why or like what's the, you know, at the end of the day, like what really matters to you in your training. And it's almost like it's constantly flicking between the two. Cause if you're always really zoomed out, it's, maybe not very actionable but if you always really micro zoomed in then you kind of lose track of where you're going yeah 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 i think that's kind of um like a a structure that i like is like starting with um starting with that broader why as in like who you want to become or who you want to present to the world like who you are as an individual and then layering into like, what does that look like for, for a vision? Like, what are the next, like, time frames, whether it be one, three, or five years? And then from that, the process goals, like you are just speaking about, and those micro pictures start to become, like, more relevant. And you can start to talk, okay, like, what are the, the next 12 weeks look like? And generally, it's structured around, like, a training block or a period of time. Um, but, I, yeah, I feel like going, like, I really like that way where you're just saying, like, the macro to micro and just going back and forth. And it's kind of, like you're getting this feedback constantly of 
okay, is this aligning with who I am and who I want to become? Um, and am I actioning those smaller steps consistently that will start to create that individual? Yeah, 100%. Because I, I think about it like, you know, even if you're dealing, like most of the guys we coach, guys and girls we coach, they're pretty much performance-based athletes. Like they're, they're guys and girls that have performance goals and they're, um, they're, they're, you know, like body composition is obviously a part of it, but mostly they're chasing down a performance goal. They want to, you know, perform better at a certain sport or, um, you know, whatever it is kind of thing. But we also sort of think about that as like, you know, what sort of person are you going to become by doing this stuff as well? Like by doing the work. Mm. And that's another way I think that, that you can look at it. Like there's so many different ways you can set up this goal setting process. And it's not, I think people think about it as like a, I'm in place A and I want to get to place B. And it's like this line of, you know, actions and things that I need to do. And, you know, obviously that line is probably going to be really up and down and filled with stuff that doesn't go right, mm. but it's, it seems to be perceived in a more linear process than I think people realize. But sometimes what I do with people or like what I've been doing more recently actually is like thinking about sort of doing it the other way around. So it's like, you know, if you, let's say someone, you know, has a training thing or a training element in their program that's like driving their back squat up. So whatever it is, like a back squat progression or something like that. And by going in and doing that every week, they feel really empowered in their body and they be more, they're more confident because they're getting stronger. They're probably learning about their own internal systems better because they're, you know, performing at a progressive intensity through the program. And so, excuse me, we're kind of thinking about like what kind of person you're engineering at the end of that, like what kind of person you're becoming by using this simple goal of like improving your back squat. Um, and in that regard, then it almost becomes like this vessel. And I, the, the like the sort of um, visualization I have in my head with that I share with people sometimes is like, you're like getting in this, this you're on this island and like, and you're, and you're making this boat and this boat is like one at max back squat improvement or something like that. And you're like hopping to this boat and you're sailing, 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 and you're like going, and these the oceans are wild, right? Like, they're like tossing you around and you're getting thrown almost overboard sometimes, but your coach is in there be like, you can do it. It's all good. And you keep sailing. And then you end up at this new land of uh, a heavier back squat or whatever it is, but you're a different person, you know? Yeah. You've weathered the seas and we can think about like what, and we can, we can encourage this connection of who you are now to who, like who is, who's that person on the other side of this? How does that body feel like, um, you know, what does that person do? What do they look like? Like, you know, what does Lockie look like at the other side of this, this goal kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I think that can be really powerful as well. For sure. Yeah. I really like that analogy, particularly like one thing that's <laughs> that for me is like, and that's what we, you kind of touched on briefly at the start of the process, but like a, the person on the other side of the Island, like it's, it's not really about like getting to the other Island. It's about the, that process, the journey in between that creates all those changes and all those emerging qualities of new identity of a stronger capacity in regards to the back squat. But it's the, yeah, it's the sub qualities that are created throughout that process that are more important. And that's really, I guess, like the, the idea of creating challenge and pursuing something. It's not necessarily about getting the heavy back squat. It's about 
the journey to that back, back squat of being commit, committed, disciplined, and so forth. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's what we mean when we talk about process orientation, right? Like, that's kind of what yeah. that means to us. And um, yeah, obviously, it's still important to have that direction of where we're going. But that's kind of what we're talking about when we say like we're more process orientated at instinct in terms of how we set things up and how we create a structure to push people towards what they want. Mm. And what, it's almost like once that structure is laid out as well, like once the, okay, I know that I'm, I'm heading towards the 250 kilo back squat Island. I'm, I'm on my boat. I'm on the way. Like you can, the saying is like, you can just trust the process. And that's when you start to see what those actionable steps are like for, Mm. To, to get to that 250 kilo back so cool i might have to train i might have to squat twice a week i might have to do an additional 30 minutes of movement work each day to make sure that my squat pattern is feeling good maybe there's some accessory work that needs to be done in that process and it's you can just trust that showing up and know that that will eventually guide you towards that island yeah exactly i just always think there's like there's so much more juice that can be squeezed out of that stuff hey like if you've got a good coach and they can work with you on that level. Like you can just get so much value out of just, you know, really basic like training, not, not basic in a bad sense, just like basic in like really simple stuff. Like doesn't need to be, um, you know, super complex kind of thing. But I, I think, yeah, as you said, like the, if you, if the <clears throat> sort of why behind it is really well developed, then um, it gives you so much more like, fire in what you're doing and like passion in what you're doing kind of thing and like that is so resilient when things in your life don't go to plan and um you know we see this all the time like people just they'll they'll be super excited at the start super motivated and whatever um and then it just sort of fizzles out for whatever reason but you know if you know why you're doing it then you can always come back to the work again yeah yeah it's almost like motivation in in regards to setting goals is like a really bad proxy for long-term progress <laughs> yeah dude totally i feel like that's definitely not talked about enough like yeah i wanted to ask you as well like what are some of the when you're sitting down with someone maybe for the first or second time talking about goals and and going through a bit of a process with them like what are some questions you ask them uh, i know we mentioned earlier like going into the why but it like is that something you go to straight away or do you sort of, do you start the process with some, maybe some easier questions to answer? What's, yeah, what's uh, it look like for you? Yeah. I think the easier ones are definitely, I suppose, it, I guess it depends who that person is. Like if, if they're quite a familiar individual, I will generally just go to the larger questions, but if it's someone that I'm just getting to know or even giving some advice on goal setting for someone, it's yeah. Just starting to construct some of the more like solid aspects of goal setting like the the physical qualities and it's like generally training that we're talking about so whether it be just looking at okay like do you want to get stronger or do you want to put on some muscle mass and like trying to titrate down what the quality is that they want whether it be yeah if they want to lose a little bit of body fat or if they want to feel like they want strength numbers out of the process of training um and then from there starting to get into more of the like the weeds of the actual adaptation that they're looking for. So it's, if, if it's strength, okay, like they really want a big back squat. That's the thing that they want to try and drive towards. Um, and then from that process, then trying to understand a bit more of, yeah, why do they want that thing? What does that mean to them? And, and yeah, what does that um, look like as a process for them? 
yeah <clears throat> I guess also like how asking them how committed they are towards that goal is a really big question that i like to pose to people um, yeah and yeah if, if people aren't able to say generally i'm looking for like an eight or above yeah like if it's like a six it's like well okay like maybe there's something that's more important to you and you're just saying this thing because you think it's the right thing to say mm, yeah yeah, that's a massive one. I feel like, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, there's varying degrees of like what's important to us. And certainly with like training and health, like we can really speak from a place of like it's our lives and <clears throat> we've been coaching for a long time now and we've been so orientated around that. So it's easy for us to hold that in really high regard. But I f- yeah, I feel like a lot of people, they're just like, you know, it's just not even that important to them or it's like they're actually like they're just as you said they're just saying it because for the sake of like having a goal or Mm. um having something to move towards but it's actually not that important to them and that's where i think like again coming back to like asking him like the why and digging into that like it can be really uncomfortable to start with and it's it's really interesting like that can often be met with a lot of resistance as well like either if you're asking yourself that or you're asking someone else that with it like you know as a coach sometimes if you put a mirror up to people with like what they're saying versus what they're doing, like sometimes it does get really like, they're just like, I don't want to do this or like, you know, Mm. I don't know what to say. Like, and it's just like frustrating. So it's, you do, I think you do need to sort of tread gently in a sense that like, you know, some people maybe just don't want to go there, but it's always, yeah, it's a, it's always a process that um, I think is, the the more you do and like as as you go through it like the more you the more clarity you get with Mm. um how you want to go into it yeah yeah i think that's the main reason why you goal set is to get clear and intentional on things that you're doing and the way that you're living yeah yeah for sure yeah and also i think to like drive like have some a funnel for your energy as well. Right. Like yeah. we've seen a lot of people like bounce around a lot yeah. um, with training and stuff. Like we've done that many times, but, and you know, like sometimes it's good not to have a really rigid structure. Like um, I can think of numerous clients I'm working with at the moment where we'll go through periods of um, setting some benchmarks, working towards those benchmarks over a specific period. Like I just finished up one with um, a really good client in Sydney and um and now we're kind of moving back into a phase of just having some training priorities we're still working on but not necessarily acutely testing them across a, a particular phase kind of thing so it's a little bit more relaxed in that sense but we're still um we're kind of just shifting gears a little bit so the direction is still there we still know what the bigger picture is we're still in touch with that but the week-to-week training design and the week-to-week communication is more um, you know, like subjective in a sense that like, how's this feeling, you know, how you're, how you're feeling about, you know, the volume that you're doing and is your movement quality improving and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I thought what might be useful as well is if we switch gears a little bit now and go into um, actually like we've sort of spoken about the big picture a lot and the sort of, you know, digging into the why and <laughs> why that's important. Um, I feel like I've said why a lot on this, this podcast, <laughs> but, uh, what about like, um, specific training goals? So like, I've got a bit of a, a coaching questionnaire that I use to sort of set people up with this, which we, we might run through. 
Um, do you have anything to start with that in terms of like specific stuff as well that you ask people around like movement specificity or training qualities or something like that to set them up with a program? Yeah, I'll, I'll generally ask um, if there's any particular movements that they want to work on. I think wants and needs is a fact, like uh, the kind of two sides of the coin there, like asking the individual what it is that they would like to address movement-wise. So whether it be some form of skill work, whether like they're striving for a muscle up, like you were speaking about before. Um, and then, yeah, kind of talking about or asking them what areas do they perceive that they need to work on? Like if someone's coming to me, they're generally coming with a pain point that they want to work on, or they know that's not good. It's, it's very rare that someone comes, I'm really good at back squatting. Can you just make me better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hopefully one day I might get one of those clients, but. Um, <laughs> Savage. Yeah. Um, so I would generally just be looking for um, movements they want to work on and then movements that they perceive not to be great on. Um, I suppose in this goal, like process as well, like things that I'm looking for, I suppose we're now talking about like onboarding a client would then be looking at um, like movement assessments and assessments of their movement. Um, mm. Cause sometimes like in that process of goal setting, someone might say, I just want to move better or I want to feel like less restricted in my movement, which is kind of vague. And, and I suppose giving definitions to, or specific goals to movement can be quite hard in some, some sense. Like it's often a very subjective thing. Um, so going through that process as well, and then maybe setting some objective targets off the back of that. Um, yeah. I found to be quite useful as well. Yeah. That's, that's so important. I think it, whether you're a coach listening to this, like, you know, in terms of like working with a client or just yourself, like really what we're doing at the start of this process is asking clarifying questions right because mm. someone might be like i just want to get fit or you might be thinking like i want to get fit for summer like in australia we're coming into spring now and people are moving more and it's like a lot of uh you know people are just saying i, I want to get fitter and healthier kind of thing so like what does that mean like fitter is such a such a broad term mm. um like it can mean so many different things so um just like clarifying what that is okay like it's you know feeling good in my breathing when i run or like feeling like i can do um you know workouts in my group classes five days a week or something like that and and you know feel you know not completely destroyed at the end of the week like whatever it is right like or it might even that's where as you said like it might be appropriate to um add in like a little fitness test and it could be like a 10 minute bike test for calories or a 2k row or you, you can make it up. doesn't really matter, but um, that's where we can start to just, you know, clarify and, and set up some measurement points. Mm. Um, kind of where we go from there. Um, like, yeah, I've got a very similar process, I suppose, like setting up, okay, what are your current main goals or training priorities? Um, why are these important to you uh, or what is important to you in your training? Uh, so like that can sort of touch on, um, you know, it might be a bit subjective at that point where it's like, I, I want to feel good, you know, in these movements or something like that. But I think as well, if you're just hammering people's weaknesses all the time, then that can be really hard to, you know, keep them motivated through that process as well. Cause it's just like a bit of a beat down. Mm. Um, what do you want to get out of your training at the moment? That's kind of the same question. I don't usually ask that twice, but 
um, again, just looking at it from like different angles, like, you know, do you want it to, like I was having a conversation with a client a little while ago um, who didn't really have any specific performance goals, but I just asked her that. I was like, okay, well, wh- what do you want to get out of your training at the moment? Like, okay, like I want to feel strong. I want to, um, I want my, and it, sorry, I want my training to give me energy back kind of thing. So um, doing some like more conditioning style work because she feels energized after she does that. She feels good for the day kind of thing. Um, that's all like ways you can set up goals that, or set up like a, I guess a process that isn't really super specific to a, a particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of moving into what kind of training qualities and movements would you like to improve on the most in the next three to six months? So I usually start to touch on just some like shorter term, um, timeframes. Cause also like if you're dealing with someone who has never worked with you before and like you've also got to build some trust there that you sort of know what you're doing as well so let's establish some training priorities and then let's set those as a really high priority in your training design and let's put some training energy into that so we can start to see some progress because progress is super motivating for people right like for all of us we want to see that what we're doing is working because the other thing that i've always found funny with with goal setting and like guarantees in the fitness industry is like you could potentially work really hard at something and, you know, get nowhere with it. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause I feel like that's like, that's a big thing with like, with, you know, training or like you see it all the time in, in, in things that get sold to you where it's like, follow my methods and I guarantee results and I guarantee, you know, you're going to be shredded or like whatever, whatever it is, but like, that's bullshit. Like you can't guarantee anything. Mm. And like, that's always been, I've, I think I've always had a bit of a, maybe an unpopular stance on that when I work with people, but I'm like, I can't guarantee you shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, I, I can, it's, I can be the Sherpa that has the roadmap and has the right tools to get you to where you want. But like, I can't guarantee you're going to Everest. Like I can't guarantee that you're going to mm. get there sort of thing. So there's so many variables. There's so many like, and people yeah people do like silly things all the time that yeah. derail themselves so yeah. like and so do we like we do silly self-destructive stuff but um yeah i thought I'd, i wanted to mention that because i feel like that's worth mentioning where people were putting their money with coaching and and you know um just you know hiring someone who's actually gonna look after them i guess like just be wary that if someone's like i can you know guarantee your results or i can guarantee you you know a six pack <laughs> in a, six months or six weeks or whatever it is. I don't know. But um, yeah, you can't, nothing's guaranteed, I guess in this life. So yeah. Anyway, um, back to the question. Yeah. So <laughs> I, was, I was getting a bit, uh, getting a bit stoic there. Um, next thing is like, if you're going to have a successful and satisfactory next three to six months of training, what would this look like to you? So again, like sort of asking the same question, but just from a slightly different angle, um because again it just gets like the important thing here is we're just sort of thinking about the same thing a bit differently so it's a little bit more um like they're just aware of like maybe some things that might derail them or um you know what would they look like at the end of that sort of three six months you know with whatever the sort of training content looks like kind of thing Mm. um and then right now what do you perceive to be your biggest limitation or roadblock with training? Uh, another way to think about this is how could you progress faster? So that's kind of like touching on um, just some like just being proactive about like what might be a bit of a, 
um, what might slow them down in their pursuit of the goal setting or sorry, getting to the goals rather. Uh, and like what's, what's slowing down at the moment. Like, you know, ultimately if someone's coming to us and they're hiring us as coaches, like why haven't you reached your goal already? You know, yeah. <laughs> like what's, yeah. you know, what's going on? Like how can we best help you to, how can we best support you to get there sort of thing? Um, that's pretty much it. And then, yeah, like I'll usually after, after that, how committed are you to reaching your goals, um, which you kind of touched on earlier. Mm. Um, and then like the final one is again, just tying it back to like why are these goals important to you? Because I think again, like we want to, as you mentioned, like motivation at the start is usually really high starting a training program. It's really exciting, you know, mm. working with a coach. Um, but we actually want to down regulate that a little bit just to make sure that they're making the right decision. And also they're still connecting with that um, bigger picture for them. It's not just like a, you know, a new shiny thing that they want to do. Yeah. That's yeah. I like that process. That's good. Super. Um, yeah. Clarifies a lot of loose ends. Mm, yeah. And yeah, like as we touched on earlier as well, like it can, Sometimes it can be a bit frustrating. Some people are like, you've already asked me this question. I'm like, I oh, know, I'm going to ask you again at some point. <laughs> like, Cause I, like, yeah, like sometimes you just keep asking the same question and you slowly get a different answer because you can think about it a bit differently. Yeah. Well, there's that whole philosophy of like, yeah, you should be able to ask something like ask why to something that you're doing mm. five times. And if your answer is different by the end, like probably shouldn't be doing that thing or you should be. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, I haven't heard that one, but that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Like when I reach for the, like my second or third coffee of the day and I ask <laughs> why, like I really <laughs> enjoy drinking coffee. Why? Because I'm bored at the moment. Why? And I'm like, oh, damn, I should not have this coffee. But you, I have it anyway. <laughs> I have it anyway. Yeah, but it, you know, that's one of those self-destructive things. But I think, I think, yeah, that's a useful process. Like you should be able to, um, when you're clear on something, that why is like first answer, fifth answer is the exact same. You're super clear over over what you're doing and it's intentional. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And again, like just reiterating what we said earlier, um, it is a skill and it's a process that like the more you write it down and the more you think about it, like um, the clearer it will become. It might, might feel a bit frustrating and might feel a bit like you're just making up arbitrary answers at the start but if you can continue with it and develop a bit of a practice around um being in touch with what you want and being in touch with your goals then you you will really get ultimately like what you want in the end as long as you put the work in i guess but yeah yeah goal setting there it is sweet leave it there boom